0: Hello, and welcome to the Financial Emancipation Podcast. I'm your host, Malik Branch, and this is a podcast discussing the ways in which you can walk towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. Welcome back for another episode, and thank you so much for joining me again. You know, as I mentioned a few episodes ago, as as this podcast evolves and changes and adjusts, you know, um, it's it's really important for me to kind of talk about finances, again, there are lessons there are there are these technical lessons on how to manage your money but there are again these overall aspects of financial freedom that come in the form of just discussions about your life your purpose um and things that are meant to inspire you to kind of live your best life while your finances are intact because i reject the notion that you have to be on some kind of effort you know um what is it, YOLO type of living, you know, you just, you only live once kind of thing in order to have a free and happy life as it relates to your finances. You don't have to just throw it all away or throw caution to the wind in order to live like your best life as it relates to um, how you manage your finances. So I reject that notion. And and therefore I like to talk about your finances in a way of how it impacts all these different aspects of your life that can help um, improve your life and improve the way you're living your life with your finances being this central kind of thing that runs through. And so it's core and how you how you manage your money is core. And it's important to continue to talk about that in ways that aren't just about like, you know, you should save 1% of your budget or 5% of your total amount of money or this is the technical way in which you improve your credit. All that stuff is important. And I have podcasts that go over that. Um, But I also want to talk a lot about things that are just more general in the ways in which you're living your life and how that impacts your finances or on the flip side, how your finances can impact your overall life. So today, I want to talk about something that really came over me yesterday. Um, It's a little bit of a a, a, a kind of multi-layered thing. And I want to talk because this is my forum to talk to you guys. And I think it's important for us to have these kind of discussions. So you know, I'm a person who pays a lot of close attention to politics, not necessarily um particularly now it's a challenge to do so because politics looks nothing like what I studied. i have a a bachelor's degree in political science, so I studied um politics of the past politic international politics um you know political parties, government, all that stuff. I studied that extensively along with having a minor in sociology, which is a study of, of society and families and things. And so a, a combination of those two things kind of makes a person who really cares a lot and cares deeply about how government runs and how the running of government impacts people on a daily basis. So that's something that has never left me. Um, I work in environment, I work in government, so I'm I'm very much attuned to what is going on in that way. Sometimes I have to t- t- step away. It can be a little stressful, particularly now. And so, but there are times when I try to check in just to know what's going on. I appreciate really being informed because you the things that happen in your paycheck, you know, if the government passes a, a payroll tax or a reduction in payroll tax, like it's going to impact you. And you should know why. Um, if the government increases what is your required contribution to Social Security, that's going to happen on the federal government level. You should know that. You should know people who support that. That's going to impact you. You should know the rules around all these things. These things impact your pay. You know, if it, some people don't realize that, there right now there is a cap on how much money you earn. How much money do you earn when you stop contributing to your Social Security? So you're hauling your paycheck every. Every every time you get paid, there's a contribution to Social Security. Once you earn one hundred and twelve thousand dollars, you no longer in one in one calendar year you no longer have to contribute to your Social Security. So after you've paid, after your your income hits one hundred and twelve thousand on your gross right? You no longer have to contribute to social security. That's a law that's in place on the federal government level. That's something that somebody could change, right? But right now, people who earn over 112000 once they've reached that threshold, no matter if they've reached it in the first month or in the 11th month, after that, their income that they bring in does not require that they pay a social security tax every pay period. And that goes on for the calendar year. That's a one calendar year. A lot of people don't know that and they think that it doesn't have an impact, but everyone else, if you earn $55,000 a year, you're paying your payroll tax. I'm mean, i sorry, you're paying your social security, you're contributing to social security every time you get paid for the entire year. So people who earn more, once you earn over 112, you no longer have to contribute. You've maximized, you no longer have to contribute to social security for the rest of the year. So if you earn $200,000, probably around July, you stop having to pay that and your pay increases by that amount for the rest of the year meaning your net pay so these are some things that just people just don't know and these are things that are facilitated and and dictated by the government which means your finances are not absent of understanding and being made aware of politics that being said what came up for me yesterday was that you know i like to check in on candidates see what's going on i live in new york um New York state is not without its problems. New York city is not without its problems as it relates to politics. But there are some general things here in New York that, um, kind kind of often happen. It's very rare that there's a, a, this is a blue state quote unquote, where the state mostly in presidential elections mostly goes Democrat most often, not always, but most often has leadership that is, um, leans towards a, a Democrat or a democratic. And so that, you know, there's a little bit of more of a liberal state. They say coastal liberal New York city, again, tends to be a liberal place, but has been run by a Republican before. So, but it, it's just, what people will consider a place like New York, not controversial, like a place like Florida or a place like Georgia. And so what you can do, you know, I live in, in New York city and every single one of my representatives is a Democrat Every single one of my representatives um, from top all the way, you know, top to bottom is a Democrat. So there isn't really, you know, any any change. There's no uh, diversity in New York, in New York on that. And for me. But in other places, there are there if you live in, you know, a lot of people I know live in Atlanta. Atlanta is in Georgia. Everyone forgets that. Everyone talks about how black Atlanta is or how progressive Atlanta is. But Atlanta sits dead set in the middle of Georgia, which is a place that's not progressive at all and not black at all either as far as the total state, but Atlanta is. And so... There's a lot of conversation around that. And so what I decided to just do my research, I just like to know what's going on in places where people I care about live. And a lot of people I care about live in Atlanta. And so there's a governor's race going on in Atlanta and there is a black woman who is running for government on a democratic party. And she would be the first black woman to be governor in, you know, ever in, in America ever. And so long, very long pol- political unnecessary story short, I decided that what I wanted to do was contribute to her campaign um and i contributed to her again i don't live in georgia but i wanted to contribute to her campaign to do anything that i could to help her move forward in her quest to become the first black woman governor in the entire country in the history of this country right and um, there's a young man who's running, who is literally the same age as me, and and, and it just it, it warms my heart. But he is the mayor of Tallahassee, Florida. Tallahassee has a, a special place for me because Tallahassee also has a, a Geechee population, which I share that lineage because my family is from Charleston. And he went to FAMU, and he is he was he's mayor of Tallahassee right now, and he's running for governor of Florida. Again, his his fight is a long shot in Florida um the, the 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 fight in Georgia is the race she's gonna have a regular race And so i I wanted to contribute to these two- um campaigns and the reason I'm bringing this up on on the podcast is important to me because you know i made a choice i did not i was able to donate i donated each to each of them twenty dollars right that is not a lot of money in a political donation you know you can make people donate monthly to make people really donate a lot of money and unfortunately or fortunately however you want to see it politics includes money and people are supporting candidates with money, and people who have more money tend to be able to bulldoze their way and bogart their way into what now we see is the highest, can be even the highest office in the land, with just having money and no real skill set or anything to go with it. And so I said, you know what? To be part of this game and to be someone who helps to push the push things forward, I need to contribute my twenty dollars. Maybe you know won't do anything. You know significant but I just felt like it was important For me to make that con- that contribution And I encourage People I know to do the same thing So you know you need to make these, these You need to contribute to these things you need to put your money where your mouth Is you know I, I Ask people for donations for things all year round I encourage people who are around me to be Philanthropic to use your money You know and your resources and this Is a conversation for people who earn And have Disposable income you know it's it you know, when you are struggling and you are trying to get by and you're making your ends meet, you it, no, it's not the right time for you to give away money that you don't have. That is actual and factual and something that, you know, I would never encourage anyone to do. But I know people who have disposable income, so I'm going to challenge them. You know, if I see you in the Gucci store, you got disposable income. So before you do that, I'm going to encourage you to contribute to the political campaign of a woman who could change the lives of people in Georgia. If I see you, you know, out doing all these things, shopping, drinking, you have disposable income. I'm not going to push a person who, you know, is telling me, look, I'm just trying to make ends meet. I'm not going to push that person. But there's a saying that to whom much is given, much is required. Right. And so when you are out here And a a participant and a citizen of the world who has been, uh, who has been provided with opportunities that have led you to be someone who can, who has disposable income. and It is my belief and I will always push people who are close to me in my life to utilize that, those resources in ways that will be positive for other people. I go back to my original statement, $112,000. Once you earn $112,000, you can stop contributing to Social Security, which means your net income that you bring home is increased for the duration of the year while you are no longer contributing to Social Security. Social Security is a payment that you will earn. You will get Social Security when you, when you retire. If you live that long and you get to retire, you will get a Social Security check, right? Social Security has a lot of layers to it and we don't have to get into that. But understanding that you are not contributing right now for your own social security check. You are contributing to help other people who get social security, because right, you're right now, you are 30 years or 20 years from when you're gonna get your check, and when time it's time for you to get your check, that's someone else's money that's paying for it, right? So right now, you, after you earn 112, you no longer have to contribute to the people who are trying to get social security right now. So that is a benefit. And it is designed to be a benefit for people who earn more money. So if you are a recipient of a government benefit like that, which is a government benefit like many others, then to say that you cannot or to be resistant to contributing to a government, to someone who's in politics, to someone who's trying to push an agenda forward to me, and by saying or making it seem like there's no impact, that you don't receive any benefit from being a person who earns more money, I think is, is, is short sighted. And so I encourage people at whatever level you are and whatever ability you have to give back, right? So there's controversy about children who are being separated from their parents. I'm not a lawyer. I can't do anything about that. I'm not going to the border. I have nothing I can do about that except the ACLU, they give money. I mean, they need money. They do the hard work. They fight in court for these things. These are trained lawyers. This is what they do. And they support the civil liberties of people in this country. So you know what I did? I donated money to to ACLU. I donated $100. I said, "Listen, I this is what this is what I can do." And I reached out to a friend of mine who I know she and I kind of talk about this kind of stuff all the time, and she said, "You know what? I'm going to go ahead and do the same thing. I'm going to donate $100 to ACLU because it's like, you know what? I'm not powerless. There are some things that I can do." And so, you know, your money it, 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 your your money and your budget and everything that you do with your money speaks to your priorities. And you can be a person whose priorities are self or you can be a person whose priorities are others, right? And it's, there's going to be a time when all that's going to shift, right? You can it can be self, meaning you're only going to focus on yourself and your personal life, but you want to help others. Some people who earn a lot of money or have a good, you know, good amount of income are required to take care of other people in their families, and so they feel like I'm doing enough charity. I don't need to do charity outside of outside of my own family. I'm taking care of the auntie and cousin and this one and that one. So maybe that's a justification for why people don't feel like they can give back. But when it comes to the government, when it comes to politics, we are all impacted by what happens. Either we benefit from it or we are we are hit negatively from it so to have no skin in the game just seems counterproductive to your finances and your overall you know your overall financial freedom because it it impacts you one way or the other if taxes increase it it impacts you if they decrease it impacts you who they increase and decrease for deals with your take-home pay how much health insurance costs that ends up in your pocket how much pre-existing can all that stuff ends up in your pocket and so there's no way that what is happening on the larger scale doesn't impact you. And what's going on in Georgia, you may not live in Georgia, and I don't live in Georgia, but what's happening in Georgia is you have a person, two people running for office with two very different ideas for what should happen for the entire state of Georgia. Things like that spill over, and they bleed over, and they have real world impacts. And there are people in Georgia right now who will suffer under the leadership that could possibly come. Um, and so you have to be considerate of that because- there are people in Georgia who need help, and maybe they, they, maybe there are people there who are unwilling to help or unable to help. So, for me, as a person sitting in New York City with a privilege of having, you know, a lot of privilege by living in New York, as far as leadership goes, I just I decided that I wanted to be able to help someone in a place where, again, I know a lot of people that live there and people I care greatly about live in Atlanta. And it's a state that a lot of people in a city that a lot of people try to go to to redo their lives and not understanding the general politics of the state of Georgia can end up being very detrimental to you. So just really thinking about when you how you can use your money to, to demonstrate your priorities is really important. And I don't mean to get on like a political rant, um, but sometimes that happens. And just like any other rant that I can go on, but I really want to encourage you to. Look into if you do have any disposable income Look into donations that you can give For any causes that you believe in Because all of these things are led by money Someone is someone's job to fight for these things Someone is, is, is an expert in this There's someone whose job it is to help children who are being abused There's someone whose job it is to get children who are neglected adopted There's someone's job who it is to protect animals who are being mistreated There's someone's job and they need money to do it and so whatever causes you believe in, they may not be political, maybe they're something more personal, but you should put your money behind those causes because that is how this country works. And that is what is necessary in order to do the work that you may want done. And if you are the person not doing it yourself, then you should at least um, consider contributing to help the other people who can do it and who are willing to do it, get the work done. And that, that's just about putting your resources, disposable income that you may have behind things you believe in. And that's a demonstration of who you are and how you how your money is reflected in the world just outside of yourself and the amount of clothes you have and the car you drive and the house you live in and all things that are centered around you. So that's a little longer version than I might have wanted, but I just wanted to kind of get to that point. And again, I encourage you if you are interested, just look into these races that are happening outside of the cities you may live in. And if you live in Atlanta or you or you you know you you have thoughts of going to Georgia, just check out that race and see what's going on there. And and just be aware, just be aware and cognizant of these things that are happening. And um and if you have the urge or you are compelled, you know, and you have some disposable income, make contributions, you know, to things and causes that matter doesn't have to be anything that I say just make a contribution to any cause that you believe in because that is how these things get done they get done through money and people who need who use money in order to get the work done so that's it for today um if you haven't already done so please head on over to my instagram and follow me at financial emancipation follow me on twitter at fin emancipation follow me on facebook at financial emancipation and um And if you have any questions, comments, you just want to send me a message, feel free to email me at Malik, at thefinancialemancipation.com. And I really thank you guys for allowing this flexibility for me um, to talk different about different things. You know, again, we'll, we're gonna go into these different um, financial facts. We're gonna talk about anecdotal things. We're gonna sometimes waver into current events. And sometimes I'm just gonna be able to talk to you about things that are going on for me financially. So I really do appreciate the space and the bandwidth that you guys are giving me and continuing to support the podcast. I really do appreciate that. And, and I appreciate the feedback that I'm getting. And, and people sharing the podcast with others. I really do appreciate it. And I thank you for your continued support. And I hope you'll be back as we continue to discuss the ways in which you walk towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. Have a great day.